On the topic of beginnings, I reckon we should probably just kick off the town hall here today with an official introduction. There's no real strict format when we do the town halls, so it's perfectly okay to chat among ourselves, and we love hearing from you in the chat as well. Just quickly, this is the weekly town hall we host every single Tuesday at the same time. It's an opportunity for everybody, or at least some, if not most of the team at Scrimber, to come on board and talk a little bit about some updates that happened in the last week or so relating to the courses and the curriculum, the platform form the community. You might also have caught wind of JavaScriptmas this last week or so. Leanne unfortunately couldn't be here today, but we've got some exciting sort of stats and news to share about JavaScriptmas too. This is also a great time for you to ask your questions to Team Scrimber. We're also going to be showing you, throwing you some interactive questions throughout the session as well to sort of see what you're working on and how you're getting on. The first of which, just a very simple one, if you're here and you're participating in the town hall, please just quickly say hello in the town hall chat. It's really great just to see everybody typing and get those fingers warm because hopefully there'll be some more opportunities for you to ask questions or get involved throughout the session. But yeah, to kick things off, I figure we should maybe talk about some news here at Scrimba and this could be split into a few different categories. I think a great place to start could be on some of the updates to the courses and the front-end career path, which Bob, as Scrimba's head of education, I thought, who better to ask? Yeah, so I think Leanne announced something earlier in the announcements channel uh, or one of the channels about a class components mini course I made. Um, so that's now officially a part of the Free React course. Well, sorry, there's a link to it from the Free React course, and it's the first section in the Advanced React course. The, the reason it's there is because um, the old Free React course was taught using primarily class components. And uh, the, the advanced React course picked up where that one left off. So it assumed a prior knowledge in class components. But this new React course does not really teach class components. So I needed some kind of bridge to the advanced course. So that's there. And then the, the other thing that I'm working on now is going through the entire career path and adding some solo projects to everything <laughs> so that it essentially follows the pattern that we or that I, I made in the uh, the new free react course um, just to make sure basically as a way for students to assess themselves make sure that they are understanding the materials that they're learning before they they move on in the curriculum and then uh, I think pair could probably speak more to um, some there's some interesting career related um, stuff that we're adding to the career path so I, I bet he would like to chime in on that with Randall's uh, course. Yeah, for sure. So um, uh, those of you who've been at the what used to be the previous uh, type of uh, meetup where we announced news, um, which was the, the weekly community meetup, which we now have uh, put on hold for a while since these town halls work so great for, for exactly that. Uh, those of you who used to be there would know that uh, earlier this year we were working on a LinkedIn mini course uh, with Randall Kana. Uh, and if you don't know her, she's a uh, kind of a thought leader within the uh, getting a job as a developer, improving your career as a developer space, or, or, or what I should call it. Uh, anyway, she, she, she knows a ton about how to get your first job and progress in your career. So we were super happy that we got her uh, uh, into Scrimba and, and she actually started creating courses for us. And 
the first course she um, created was a course about LinkedIn and specifically how to optimize your LinkedIn profiles so that you get it working for you. So that basically uh, more hiring managers and recruiters find you on LinkedIn uh, and thus reach out to you, uh, hopefully, uh, and yeah, uh, get into a dialogue with you and, and uh, in the end, ideally, uh, uh, offers you a job. So that course, uh, it's now done and we are ready to launch it into the career path. But what we're going to do here today is as a little treat for all of you who've, uh, who've showed up, a small <laughs> Christmas present, uh, you'll get access to it uh, before we add it to the path and it becomes a then a, a pro members only course. So basically, uh, you'll get the link to the half an hour uh, LinkedIn uh, introduction course uh, so that you can check it out for free over the next 48 hours and then on Thursday it'll be embedded into the career path to the hi getting hired section that's the final one where uh, it'll become a, a pro members only course because it is uh, yeah uh, meant as a pro members only course so uh, I'm gonna share uh, or have you already shared it in the chat Alex I have it ready to go no. we can both share it if yeah, you like, but... yeah. Hit, hit, hit the launch button <laughs> nice, there it is in the chat. <laughs> so this looks awesome. There's 12 interactive screencasts from optimizing your headline. Even I've flicked around this course a little bit as well and watched some of the modules on taking a great headshot for LinkedIn. One thing I really liked about it is that you, you know, the advice isn't like, oh, go and get a professional photographer to take your headshot or something, or here's how to crop a photo of you from a group photo. It gives you some really practical tips about what specifically to shoot for and, and how to actually set that up in any environment just by following a few basic tips. I wouldn't be surprised at all if those same principles apply to everything in this course. For sure. It's, it's uh, actually, we're, um, for the for the header photo, that is the photo that is behind your avatar uh, and your, your headshot on LinkedIn. Uh, we're actually providing you with a little framework where you can enter your details and uh, a subject or basically a theme for your photo and a color you like to... and it auto generates a suggested uh, um, uh, landscape shot or, or yeah, a cover image for you. So uh, which has your contact information and a little bit about yourself and, and also highlights a little bit about your interest or kind of displays your interest or personality slightly as it, uh, it has room for more than just information. But uh, you can, for example, add a nice background from your hometown or, or yeah, basically whatever you want uh, to, to kind of show a little bit of personality. So we give that to you uh, a really simple way of uh, generating that kind of cover image, which I think, yeah, will make a difference because your profile won't look dull as 95% of other profiles. It'll rather look like professional and personalized. Just let me make sure I'm understanding this. You and Randall have basically coded a LinkedIn had a header generator and then as a student you can go in and tweak the background image or information but even the colors and not just the colors but doing it using css variables that's so, that's so cool yeah yes and uh it's it, not the headshot but the cover photo the, cover photo uh, sorry large landscape photo. yeah uh, we've coded a little app for that 
and you can add even fonts and yeah i don't exactly remember all the the, the uh, adjustments you can make but we want want to add quite a few adjustments so that it looks somewhat unique and not just like something that or, or separate itself uh, so that even though you're a scrimba student it won't look that similar to other scrimba students cover image very cool. Definitely something that can help your profile stand out, as you say. And I think, honestly, there are so many like tips and tactics that don't seem obvious, but once you learn them, and I'm sure they're covered in this in these uh, screencasts, or scrims, sorry, you, they will help put your LinkedIn profile above the rest and really help you to appeal to recruiters. Or if you happen to reach out to someone, there's pretty much no chance they don't at least click and check out your profile, making it a super important thing to, to focus on. It's crazy, some small changes on LinkedIn can yield the biggest results. Like one mistake I see a lot of people doing and I'm sure it's addressed here is they write something like, and by the way, I'm sure it's addressed here because I, I also spoke to Randall on the podcast and she basically taught me this. And so I'd be surprised if it wasn't in the, in the course as well. Um, but a lot of people, they will write their old job title on their LinkedIn page thinking, oh, I shouldn't call myself a developer yet. I've not got a job as a developer. Or if they push their comfort zone a little bit, they might say, you know, I'm an aspiring developer or something like that. But the trouble is like recruiters aren't searching for those keywords. They're searching for React developer or front-end developer. And when you put aspiring there, even if by some chance your profile does come into their view, you're sort of disqualifying yourself in a sense like you should be more bold about your ability because if you've written any react any javascript then you are a react developer you are a javascript developer and, and this can really help you start a conversation with a recruiter and if your goal is to become a developer maybe in the future well you might think well there's not much you know maybe i'll work on linkedin later but i strongly feel like the sooner you can get on this kind of stuff the it's not even about getting opportunities sooner but you will you will learn sooner because maybe out of the blue a recruiter reaches out to you and through that interaction you learn oh, they were looking for this, I didn't have that. And you can make that part of your study plan, potentially. Or if you do happen to have an opportunity and pursue the interview, even if it doesn't go well, because everything's a learning experience at the end of the day, at least you had that experience today, early on, compared to in six, seven months, whenever it might be that you're ready to gear up. Because then when the real opportunity or the opportunity you're actually most excited about comes around, you'll already be prepared. In, in general, I just think this is a great way to open yourself up to more opportunities. And I couldn't think of a better teacher than Randall to teach it. Yeah, totally agree. So, yeah, please check that course out, all of you. Uh, it's available for the next 48 hours, and then it'll become, it'll be added behind the paywall in the career path. Awesome. Merry Christmas, everybody. Little little treat from Per Santa Borgen. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Module 6, the next level JavaScript module, and, and what's happening there, Per? Yeah, uh, some exciting things happening there for sure. Uh, because uh, it's related to um, the job advert we've had out in the last uh, month or so. Because uh, we've been we've been searching for more course creators to bring onto the team, and um, luckily we have uh, finally uh, found a candidate that we're starting a trial with these days, uh, and it is uh, Tom Chant from the community who has been in plenty of uh, community meetings uh, on YouTube, he's won their weekly web dev challenge and so on. And he's a super talented teacher, or not talented, he's a super experienced teacher. He's worked as an English teacher for 18 years. 
I've been coding for the last, f or, or professionally for the last five years as a freelancer. So he's, he's a really good teacher and, uh, and I think he it has like kind of uh, intuitively uh, an understanding of the Scrimba way of teaching and also the Scrimba platform and community itself. So really cool that he has uh, started uh, his trial here on Scrimba. And it, it, we, we could have kind of, it, it, it might be a bit like <laughs> rushed to, to announce that we're, 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 we have a new teacher on like a, a trial contract, but it, just uh, the spirit of openness, we want to share everything with you. And, and I know Tom, Tom doesn't mind. So uh, that's why we wanted to share that with you. Uh, and also because Module 6, which I know that a lot of you have struggled with and a lot of you have complained about. I totally get you. It is not the best module. It will be the first thing that Tom tackles. So he started this week to map out a new curriculum for Module 6. And hopefully this will end up with him redoing the entire module in a much more engaging, uh, interactive, fun way than how it is right now uh, and then launching that in early uh, early 2022 so uh, yeah Tom's been teaching a while but Scrimber is such a unique platform in the way that we have to teach to make the most of it right like in a classroom or a screencast there's not the same opportunity to jump in I remember you told me once Per that for there's some period of Scrimba, maybe for a year or two, I don't remember. Um, even you were still figuring out the way to make the absolute most of the platform to use it to teach as efficiently and as engagingly as possible. What kind of advice have you passed to Tom for his uh, first endeavor in building on the Scrimba platform? So yeah, you're absolutely right. But it took a lot of time for us to realize uh, or, or to find the Scrimba teaching approach. Because if you look at the first few courses we created, I mean, they could might as well have been YouTube tutorials because we didn't utilize the interactivity uh, much at all. So um, regarding uh, Tom, uh, Actually, the, the benefit was I, I didn't need to give him that much uh, advice because the content he created was already very much in line with how we teach here at Scrimba, uh, something that both Bob and I felt when we saw his uh, his material. But um, of course, th there's a learning process because there are some maybe some counterintuitive things about how we teach here uh, at Scrimba. For example, we 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 often hide complexity uh, up until uh, the point where the student actually needs to know about complexity. And that's one thing very few other learning platform does. Like for example, most learning platforms, when they teach you JavaScript, they will teach you about let and const uh, simultaneously. Uh, and here, some, some, some even do it worse and do let const and var, like the three ways of declaring variables in JavaScript. Whereas here Scrimba, we're uh, we're kind of hiding the complexity of var and const for as long as you need, or actually we're removing var entirely now, but we're hiding the complexity of const all the way up until you actually need consts in order to improve uh, your code or build a feature. Or actually, you won't be able to build any new features with const, but, but you get the point. Uh, 
if you don't need a complexity, we hide it for you. Uh, and then we kind of gradually introduce the complexity as you feel the need for it. So, so that is one thing I've discussed with with with, with uh, Tom and um, uh, about our teaching approach. But, but other than that, actually, he he he, he just grasped it uh, instantly. So I'm super excited uh, about seeing what it does for for module six. And module six is, <laughs> to be honest, uh, it's been quite a headache for me the last uh, months because we've tried to replace it two times, but uh, it go well enough but this time i'm really confident that uh, tom will nail it well, wait what happened like what why what didn't go well i don't think i know about this <laughs> <laughs> well i i guess it's, we shouldn't dig too deep into it uh I, I, it's, it's essentially my mistake i tried to rush it with the teachers we had and have them replace uh, the module with without uh, being too involved myself in it and also without uh, giving them enough time to to yeah to, to spend uh, on uh, recreating the curriculum and the, the content understood so it, it ended up we, we have one of those uh, tutorials uh, in the extra content or so the the extracurricular tutorials for the front-end career path. So a lot of students have gone through like the alternative module six and, and like it a lot, but it's in my opinion, still a little bit too complex. So Tom's uh, implementation of that same uh, app, which it will be, it will be a, a role-playing game app, which you'll learn next level JavaScript through. Um, uh, Tom's implementation of that will be more step-by-step -step and more in line with the overall teaching approach we have for, for the rest of the career path at this point. It's also taken us, I mean, since I started, you know, I guess nine months ago, we've still been refining what that teaching approach is. So it's pretty difficult to onboard somebody into that teaching approach to understand the history and exactly like how, how we approach things now. So it's, it's, uh, it's a lot to ask of somebody who's coming on to do things exactly the way that we've been working on upgrading it for the last year almost. For sure, and as you said, Bob, but we're, we're up until this day, we're, we're discovering new ways of doing things. And one example of that is, is what you are working on these days, which is the solo projects, which is the realization we had that at some points uh, or at some, after some uh, of the modules or actually after some of the sections within modules, we need to remove the training wheels and, um, and give people full-blown projects that they should build entirely on their own. Uh, so, so which, uh, yeah, which you are working on these days, Bob, and maybe can, can tell a little bit more about. Yeah, I, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, but just uh, basically starting from the beginning of the career path and finding logical points where people can take what they've learned and build something on their own, uh, like you said, without the training wheels. And it's, uh, I think it's a very, <laughs> it's a good way to do some self-reflection um, because with, um, I mean, the reason tutorial hell is tutorial hell isn't because you are just watching tutorial upon tutorial. It's because you are watching those tutorials 
feeling like you're learning, almost deceiving yourself to think that you're learning without actually improving your skills. And so if you watch the entire career path without doing the, well, honestly, even with doing the challenges, um, or if you've fallen into a bad habit of, you know, thinking about a challenge for 10 seconds and be like, well, I'm not sure how I would do that. I'll just hit play and see how the instructor would do it. Um, if you take those shortcuts, you're going to get to the solo projects where we say, okay, good luck. I'm not going to help you with this. And, and hopefully for many students that will highlight the, the fact that they're in tutorial hell and haven't actually been learning anything. Um, or on the other side of it, we'll give, we'll really add confidence to the students who have been learning things and have been following along and have sort of been grokking the material in a way that they can be productive. And so I did that for the React course, but I want to, I want the entire career path to include that. And uh, it also kind of means that students will have a lot more that they can work on. It's not just going to be, you know, periodic, but it's ideally after every major section, not, not module, but section in the career path, we can test people's skills with a solo project. And then um, I'm sure Abdullah can speak more to it um, as far as the integration with Discord and the Karma system and, and whatnot. Um, or maybe, Pear, if you wanted to touch on um, what we're working toward with, um, not assessments, I forget what it's called, what we're calling it, like uh, code reviews. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be huge. I actually agree yep. that this would be a, a great opportunity to sort of segue into some engineering and product updates, if that's okay with you guys. For sure. Yeah. It's so, it's so great to have you, Abdallah. This might be the first space you've managed to to join just because it's not the best time time of day for you being in Turkey. So we completely appreciate you taking the time to join us, as I'm sure people in the audience do. Just for anybody who hasn't yet met you, could you maybe give a quick introduction as to what you're working on at Scrimber? And then, yeah, what, what, what new updates relating to the uh, platform can people look forward to or even experience today on Discord or the website? Yeah, so we've been focusing uh, lately on uh, on the community. We uh, fixed like uh, tons of bugs in the Discord bot and added added a couple of features. So most notably, you would uh, the possibility to, to create a scrim uh, from Discord using a slash command. That's that's definitely useful for for people who <coughs> want to help each other. So if, if somebody posts a question, you can answer it with create a scrim and, and answer it and, and get karma points and also learn uh, a lot uh, in, uh, in in the process because teaching is one of the best ways of, uh, of learning. Even if you're just a beginner, trying to help um, other people is going to, to, to give you like a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, a big push forward. And I remember like I started a, Profile in Stack Overflow, like way early in my career. I was just starting out, and I, I started looking for questions to answer. It was just every day I would spend like a couple of minutes there and, uh, uh, and just try to help somebody who's uh, newer than me, and yeah, that worked. 
and uh, over time you like this brings you lots of value uh, like especially if you if you keep this streak if you do do it every day or every week or something like that this uh, helps a lot so I went stray a little bit <laughs> but uh, yeah for for uh, the, the features that we're working on I said we're working on the community and uh, we're having um, bunch of features and websites. So for example, you can see the number of karma points you have if you hover on your profile picture uh, in the website. So you can see the number of karma points you have. Uh, there is also a new component that shows uh, announcements. I think you saw with the Christmas announcement that's 24 days, 24. And that's also something new that we've been working on. And a lot of things are coming in the near future. So stay tuned. So to recap quickly, there is the new forward slash scrim command in Discord, which lets you then pick a template for React or just JavaScript or something else. And that, to your point, is a great way to help people on Discord if they have a problem. You could maybe just quickly spin up a scrim, show them the code, and even better, maybe even record something. That's a great way to learn. And when you say you've been working on things relating to the community, you're talking a lot about the the Karma system, which for anybody who doesn't know, it basically means that inside of any of the help channels, if somebody reacts to your answer with a purple heart emoji to say thank you, they're effectively giving you one Karma point. At first and during the prototype, this was only visible by typing the slash Karma command. That's how you could see your own Karma. And you can also type slash leaderboard to see everybody else's. That, that was cool, that was all right. But you've taken it to the next level, Abdella, by adding it to the scrimba.com website. So now if users go to the uh, Scrimba dashboard and hover over their avatar, I'm gonna take a screenshot real quick. I feel like I, feel like I should have more reputation with access, with access to the database. I feel like I should have given myself more reputation, but still, I only got one. Hopefully anybody listening is on the way to earning a few more. And the reason why you should care about Karma at the moment is because you can exchange it for a Scrimba hoodie once you reach 250, I think. But probably there's so many more opportunities to earn Karma on Scrimba, right, Abdella? And just putting the counter for how much karma you have is just the first step. You're probably thinking about ways with the engineering team about how to more tightly integrate the career path and these karma points. So you've got a bit more incentive to learn consistently and help others. Yeah, yeah, definitely we do. We've been thinking about this a lot in the team because we truly believe that the gamifying the experience is going to help people learn better and, you know, uh, and and in a shorter period of time, because uh, one of the big problems when you're learning code without you know any background is that you after like one two months you can sometimes feel like down and you're not making progress or you have other things in life and uh, and this can make you feel that you're not gonna make it. But no, I think this is a normal process in learning. When, when you like feel stuck, but you just need to, to stick through. <laughs> and th uh, after some time, it's just gonna be uh, a lot better. And when you gamify the system, it helps you like, uh, it helps you going through these times, these hard times on uh, when learning. And uh, it can, you know, encourage you with the leaderboard and everybody encouraging each other. And also with the, 
uh, cool prizes and stuff like that. And yeah, yes, we're uh, thinking about this, how to add them to the career path. And we I don't have anything to share about it for now, but uh, yeah, uh, it's coming. That, that's more than okay. I think one of the really exciting things about the town hall is we can be very transparent and candid about what we're working on but that always should come with the caveat that we can't always promise what's coming and when things will come still very very exciting here's a quick question for everybody in the chat and then i have another question for you abdella just quickly in the chat who remembers um label maker 5000 like who recognizes it Maybe you can react with an emoji if you recognize it or a confused face if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Because for anybody who joined the server a while ago, the way you would get the pro badge and therefore the pro blue name on Discord is by writing to the label maker bot. But in recent months, the onboarding bots has taken over some of that responsibility, meaning if you create a new Discord account and you already have a pro membership, you'll be given the pro label. Still, if you signed up to Discord and upgraded later, you might also have encountered the label maker. Um, what does the future look like for the label maker, Abdella? That, that's a hard question for me. It's because <laughs> I, I don't really know. I What I know is that I added a feature recently I don't know if it's merged or not, but uh, it's it's gonna automatically add the pro badge for pro people uh, whenever their their engine status. So if they become online, they're going to, uh, to to get the badge. Definitely, it's it's gonna become automatic, and for the label maker, it's gonna become part of the Discord bot. Awesome. And there's some sort of synchronization now, isn't there, between your profile picture on Discord and your profile picture in the Scrimber dashboard? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, syncing, I think it's good because we want to the community to be an extension of the website. We want it just to be one place, you know, Discord and and the Scrimber website. We want it to feel like one place so you have the same profile picture and course in the future it's going to be become more apparent with the code reviews um, feature uh, and and we truly believe that the tighter integration between the community and the website is uh, is an important part of the of the curriculum because learning is uh, it's the community activity so it's not solo so you can do it solo but we believe that it's uh, but having this tighter integration yields better results. What, what do you think, Michael? Are you excited for the new Karma updates? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's nice to get like uh, as much stuff automated uh, in all of the bots and stuff. And uh, you know, I know that Abdullah says that he's done it all, but I can see Pumpkin. You know, he's typing furiously. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I... pumpkin. So I don't think he's in the town hall now. No, he can't talk. That's why he's typing as a bot. Well, but not... but you know, we'll buy him some fish. Nice. I, I was actually, I actually remembered that the the original original way to get the pro badge was not to message label maker, but actually to message Leanne. <laughs> like everybody had to yeah. message Leanne. Leanne would keep a spreadsheet and sort of. So yeah, that's <laughs> pretty cool. It's a good, good measure of how far we've come this year. Very, very cool. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing the amount of progress the engineering team is doing with uh, with automation and bots and the whole onboarding experience is so much slicker now than it used to be. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic. So well done to everyone. Yeah, totally. One more other tiny tweak. Well, I don't think we mentioned this last week in the town hall, but if you go to Scrimba's website now, there's also like a alert at the top that tells you some like immediate news. For example, the JavaScript miss just started. Um, per, this will probably be used when there's like a course launch or something as well, right? Yeah, for sure. That's the idea. And perhaps oh, uh, highlighting, as you said, events that are happening um, uh, as they are happening. Speaking of events, JavaScriptmas has got off to a mega start this week. Since it is Tuesday and the 7th of December, I think this pretty much represents one week of JavaScriptmas. The 7th challenge came out today, I believe. Um, maybe, Michael, you'd be so kind as to pull out a link for anybody who hasn't come across it yet. It's actually one of your challenges, isn't it, Bob? Um, maybe we can talk a little bit about that after. But just some quick information about JavaScriptmas for anybody who hasn't learned about it yet. It's basically a project that we run through December, almost like an advent calendar of code, where every single day you get a new coding challenge from Leanne from Scrimba or another person from Scrimba. You're then challenged to com well, complete the challenge, of course, but you'll also get some bonus challenges and things like that. Why should you take part in such a thing, you might be wondering. Well, much like a regular advent calendar, okay, there's no chocolate behind every door, but there is the potential to win daily prizes for Scrimba Pro. So every day, Leanne is picking a winner at random to get a year of Scrimba Pro membership for free. Also, on the on Christmas Eve, I believe, Leanne is also going to be hosting a grand prize for $1,000. And the way that works is all of the, every time you submit a solution to the JavaScriptmas challenges, that counts as one entry. Therefore, the more you submit, if you submit 24 times the maximum number of times, you've got a better chance of winning. From all those solutions, Leanne is going to pick a random winner to get $1,000 cash, I believe, as well as lifetime Scrimba Pro membership. So if that's not enough incentive, as well as the fact that you will be learning a bit more JavaScript every day as the challenges get progressively a little bit more difficult, um, I don't know what more motivation you could need. Do you remember which challenge you uploaded today, Bob? Yeah, it's the um, play, well, it's called play a Christmas song, but it's actually just like a, a jingle bell sound. Um, and it lets people kind of learn about the audio interface in JavaScript, learning how to like connect a play button, pause button, stop button to an actual MP3 file. So that's kind of cool. Very cool. And this link you shared, Michael, sorry I didn't mention that already. Tell us a little bit about it, this sort of JavaScript most solutions of the day page. Yeah, it's just the, basically Dan has this tradition for weekly web dev challenge where the winner, well, all the submissions get aggregated on one page. Uh, but obviously for JavaScript most, there are so many different submissions, like on, on Twitter, on Discord, there are just hundreds of them. So there is no way to just put them all on one page. And uh, basically she created like a one quick page with like daily highlights. So you could just go on that page and see some of the, they're not like the best uh, of the best, the submissions. They're just like the submissions that caught an eye of one of the team members. And we were like, wow, this looks awesome. And we just decided to feature it. There is no, you know, like due process to it or anything. <laughs> it, it's literally, 
wow, this, this looks cool. Can we put it on the page? And that's pretty much it. So uh, it's like, Leanne pick one, I pick one. Uh, I think Froda picked one today, so that'll probably go a little bit later. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a pretty cool page, and if you want like, if you want us to notice your solutions, then you need to submit them either on Twitter as you get suggested uh, from from inside of the scrim, or you can just go to JavaScript Solutions channel on Discord and submit it there. You know, you make a very good point, which is that these solutions aren't picked just on the, you know, best possible solution. There's also room for creativity in there as well, which means that even if you're a bit newer to programming, you still have every chance of being featured. Very, very Yeah, cool. absolutely. Absolutely. And that's kind of what also, like, um, when we were creating these, uh, we wanted to make people feel that it doesn't matter what level of skill they're at, they can always try to do something and at least get somewhere with any of these. Um, and we have some eagle-eyed members of the community who are like who spot bugs in some of the solutions, uh, and that's pretty amazing. But you know, other members check out the solutions, read the code, learn from it, and then talk to <laughs> other members of uh, of our community to like uh, let them know about it. But obviously, you know, if you won the challenge and there are some bugs to it, that's absolutely fine. You know, what software doesn't have bugs? Uh, so it's just a natural thing to do. And uh, you can win it, even if it's not, you know, perfect to every every single dimension. You know, it, it's fine. If it's functional, you can easily submit it, and then you can learn from, you know, you can learn from making mistakes. That's that's how most people learn. But and I'm glad that it's, uh, you know, one of the uh, challenges that it's not really super high. Like uh, for example, advent of code does require you to know a little bit of code. Uh, and a lot of newbies kind of drop out of it uh, pretty soon. And I hope that with ours, you'll be able to finish it all the way to completion. Mm. Lest we forget the advent of code and things like that are very like algorithm and data structure driven. Whereas whilst there is an element of that in JavaScript, it's heavily geared towards front-end web development and therefore it's very nicely paired with the front-end career path meaning that it will support what you're learning as well as hopefully be a source of fun entertainment and good christmas vibes oh ho ho i would love to learn a bit more about what you shared in the community digest last sunday michael and maybe we'll even quickly introduce it for anybody who hasn't heard of it yet but I did promise a few opportunities to get involved in the chat. And since this is a weekly event that we host every Tuesday, we're sort of toying around with this idea that it could be a great place to share a little bit about what you've just worked on for last week, since the last town hall, as well as what you will be working on in the next week leading up to the next town hall. Maybe this could become a bit of a <laughs> staple for the, maybe the town hall can become a staple in your week, sort of a key day or key moment where you sort of reflect on what you've done and what you're going to do. So I'd love to invite you to take a moment just to write quickly in the Discord chat what it is you've been working on this last week and what you hope to work on the week after. I think that'd be really cool to see. It also looks like Bob has no longer got, I, I don't even know what that number is. Maybe it's 9 billion for all I know, karma. It looks like it's been rapidly adjusted to be two. Who, who, who can be, who's responsible for that? Billion. It was close to a billion. It was close to a billion, but you, you were, uh, didn't quite make it there. You, you're on track to cause an integer overflow. You had to be stopped. <laughs> yeah. 
Was that was that you, Abdallah? Yeah. You tweaked it in the database. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. It wasn't tweaked in the database. So it was um, the old version of Karma from years ago was for course creators and how many minutes people watched their content. Um, <clears throat> and so, because I had my my React course, which was pretty popular, um, I you know so many people added up really quickly. Actually, I think Perry, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The original version was mil was milliseconds of uh, of watch time, and those numbers got so difficult to read that I think they changed them to minutes. I think we started. Oh, no, it was seconds. Seconds. seconds yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, but seconds. It was uh, not uh, scalable at all. It was horrible. <laughs> Anyway, so that that karma showed up um, just because that's what my karma originally said. I, I assume they used the same column in the database, but just repurposed it and didn't get rid of old old values. Yeah, there yeah. was definitely a bug because um, we didn't know there was this uh, karma in the user object, and I added another property to to the request, and and then I discovered uh, the old. Uh, a karma system, and I, I even myself had uh, lots of karma points. I didn't understand like from where they came from, and that that's how actually we discovered uh, that there was a bug. But don't you worry, I'm gonna work my way back up to a billion karma. <laughs> you know, it's like one karma per answer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's Imagine. a long journey. Well, per our previous conversation, maybe there'll be some other ways to to earn karma in the future. Who know? Who knows? Like bonus multipliers or something. Answer three questions in a row, get a fourth karma point for free. Guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> but we definitely want more ways to earn karma. Could be completing courses, challenges, uh, helping people with uh, code reviews. Uh, could be posting daily in the Discord uh, chat. And today I will, or it's so many opportunities to, <coughs> to enforce good behavior. Uh, that's good for both you for, and, and for your uh, study mates um, and reward karma for it. And I saw someone asking in the town hall chat, when is the Scrimba coin, the crypto coin coming? <laughs> and <laughs> it would have been so much fun to have that karma system as a cryptocurrency. Even though I, at cryptocurrency is kind of silly, uh, but it would be fun uh, to, to have it be a currency so that all of you could kind of grab some currencies as you progress through the through through, through the career path. And then if Scrimba uh, blows up and becomes a huge, huge company, then maybe that's worth something in the future. That's kind of a, a wet dream I have, uh, <laughs> but, but I, we, should <laughs> we should definitely not uh not uh, spend too much time uh, getting into the world of crypto here at scrimba it is uh, uh we have we have more important things that actually solve big problems uh, to work on attempting yes agreed i think it was um i think it was jack dorsey who like minted nft minted their first tweet or something could potentially mint the first scrim and uh yeah i think yeah it could be so cool but as you say yeah. <laughs> a lot of other things going on <laughs> 
Let me just quickly catch up with the chat and then we'll wrap up with some some quick community updates because I see a lot of really exciting answers. David said they've been working on their portfolio and adding content to it. That, that's awesome. If you if you are one of those people working on the portfolio, if you can share a link or even a screenshot while it's in development, I think that'd be so cool. I love seeing portfolios even if they're not quite finished yet. Uh, Vinyak said that they just completed the snake game in module four, that's awesome. Marley and Debbie have been working on JavaScript challenges. Marley said they're working on their resume. Debbie said that they are also doing Christmas prep alongside JavaScript Miss. That sounds like a pretty cool combination to me. Adrian is working through the career path and brainstorming, trying out second, trying out ideas for their second portfolio project. Also very cool. Stevie, who I recognize from many of the previous town halls, thanks for always tuning in, Stevie, says that they're building a Netflix clone completely from scratch. Whoa, is that based on the module in the career path or is it? Is it just completely from scratch by yourself? Anghao said they're working on module five challenges, which is awesome. Kashitsky, my apologies if I'm mispronouncing that, says they're working on module four as well as with JavaScript challenges. Very, very cool. Oh, Mali posted an idea, which is double karma weekend. That's actually a really cool idea. I kind of I kind of like that. Maybe drawing some inspiration from some video games. Um, Albert says they're waiting for the new advanced React course. Is that coming soon, Bob? Is that something that you're you're aware of? Sorry, is what coming to the React course? Albert said they're waiting for the new advanced React course. Oh, uh, yeah, eventually. I, that's not the next thing on my sure, on sure. my uh, list, but it, yeah, I'll be updating it eventually. Very cool. Alicia said last week they worked on module three, this week on module four. That seems like very good progression to me. Very, very good. There's a few more updates, I think, like Mutit said for their just started responsive design module and they completed the snake game last week. Very good job, awesome stuff. Thanks a lot for sharing. It's really cool to learn what you've been working on. And if you ever felt like now is a good time to write a goal for next week, that could also be fun. So in the town hall next week, you can maybe reflect and see if you achieved what you set out to. Of course, we hope to see you here again next week. But before you wrap up for today, Michael, do you have any updates from the Community Digest? And, and sorry, maybe a quick introduction as to what the Digest is and how to subscribe, since I think a lot of people here could benefit from it if they subscribed. Yeah, so uh, Scrum Digest is a, quickly, uh, is a quick weekly newsletter for that I think every Saturday. Yeah, every Saturday. Time varies because I'm, uh, you know, I'm experimenting with the times. Uh, so that basically is the summary of everything that's going on in the community. I drop like the useful links because a lot of people who DM me on Discord asking like, oh, where can I catch up with the fire chat and stuff like that. Uh, and oh, by the way, sorry, not fireside chat, town hall, but uh, it's kind of we renamed it. Anyway, so here's the link as well. Uh, I always include it in the newsletter. And every newsletter, I just yeah run through various events that we had, interesting things people shared, some stuff that I found on Twitter, or just you know some interesting talk that someone reminded me of. Uh, I think this week, uh, probably one of the favorite videos I've seen was uh, Dan Abramov getting interviewed by uh, Ben Award. Award. Ben Award. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of like, you know, can he pass pass the test to uh, become a Google engineer? I do think that some of these are a little bit contrived. <coughs> uh, maybe the last problem and uh, like flip the flip the graph is probably like one of them, but the rest of them were a little bit too simple. Uh, but still, it was it was a really nice video. I would I would highly recommend people watching it, uh, at least for the sake of like, you know, Dan is 
core React maintainer. At the same time, you know, you, you watch him interviewed, getting interviewed, and yeah, he's just a he's just a regular bloke who sometimes struggle with getting some things, but eventually, you know, he persists. He follows his own instincts. Uh, there are a couple of really cool uh, techniques that he uses to kind of keep himself on track, like you know, visualizing code paths. Uh, trying to solve things from uh, the most simplest case to the more complex case mm. uh, that I think we can all benefit from it. So it's it's a thoroughly enjoyable hour-long uh, uh, video, you know, just a pair of people solving really interesting challenges. And uh, yeah, that rabbit problem um, in the end, I kind of not going to spoil what it's all about, but there is like Dan is trying to find a rabbit. Uh, and it's really interesting how that problem actually works. Uh, so highly recommend. Fun fact. Yeah. Like what would be really fun is actually for having Sindre do an interview for Dan. <laughs> that would turn very interesting. Since they're both say, working. Say, say that again. Uh, having Sindre do an interview for Dan Abramov. Oh, yeah, I don't I like that idea. You know, libraries and languages that that be awesome. I actually had a little mini 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 beef actually. <laughs> Dan Abramov and Sindra on Twitter once about <laughs> the performance in React versus versus Simba. So that that could be a, an interesting watch for sure. Ooh, there we go. I, I feel like all the strings that are worth pulling should be pulled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, make it happen. Fun fact: I actually met Dan Abramov once, and I yeah, he's out, in London, isn't he? Yeah, I re I reached out to shake his hand, and he sort of just left me hanging. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I think I, I just kind of thought about it afterwards, and I think he was like trying to avoid spreading germs. And at the time, I was like, hmm, not sure, I, not sure I buy into that. But now, since we've all like suffered from a pandemic i'm pretty much in the same boat as him so yes very smart react developer very smart hygienist as well he was ahead of his curve yeah very very smart yeah. man anyway that's all we have time for today in this weekly town hall thank you so much everybody for tuning in in the audience telling us a bit about where you're from and where you're work what you're currently working on again this happens every single tuesday like clockwork so you can put it in your calendar you can check out the scrimbit dashboard to see when this event is happening as well as our others we host three or four events a week live between twitter spaces discord stages and live streams i also host the scrimbit podcast i just want to give a very quick plug to my most recent episode is that something that didn't quite come up it was of a successful student named christopher kuhn who learned to code over a period of about three years which sounds like quite a long time except for the fact that he was working a full-time job that whole time just grinding two or three hours every evening after work really pushing himself sounded sounded like some very exhausting days but it all paid off in the end it's an awesome episode i highly recommend you check it out but yes once again, thank you so much for coming. Hopefully we'll see you next week. Thank you everybody on the stage for coming as well. It's been a great time. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Thanks. everyone. Thanks, everyone. Bye. See you later. See you later, bye.